Welcome to The New Beyond, a podcast that invites listeners to learn how to not only think outside the box, but learn how to live outside it. The New Beyond is a place in consciousness that lies beyond ideas of normal and abnormal. It's a place where the new comfort zone has much more to do with your willingness to play big and be uncomfortable while you're learning how to navigate this brave new world. Hello, I'm Dr. Judith Rich, an octogenarian, coach, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Box. The new beyond invites us to go farther and deeper than you ever thought you could go. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Each of us can build. Each of us can teach and reach inside. We can guide. And what we leave is up to each of us. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The New Beyond. I'm your host, Judith Rich, and I'm absolutely excited and thrilled and just full of giggles to welcome back to the podcast my friend, my dear friend, whom I adore, Aaron Glassman. Aaron was on the podcast, I think, this last season. Uh, anyway, he's previously been on the podcast as my guest, and we talked about the union of science and spirituality, which is such a juicy topic that I am so into that intersection. But Aaron has come back with us today to talk about something completely different, a new path that he is paving, that he has been on for a very long time as a as a uh, as a traveler as a seeker as a searcher on the path of divine masculinity the new masculine and now he's uh, he's paving that way for other men so Aaron is here to unpack that whole conversation with us today but for those of you who don't know about Aaron let me just give you a couple bars on Aaron. Aaron has been teaching, writing, and speaking for over 20 years uh, about many things, including the fusion of science and spirituality, as he has also been creating spiritual technologies to assist people in awakening to their creative power. I mean, is that juicy or what? In addition to facilitating individuals and groups all over the world, Aaron has been a serial entrepreneur, he is a musician, and he is a food activist. He's also the father of two gorgeous young boys. No accident, Aaron, that you are doing this work of the masculine as you are raising these two young, adorable male beings. And he is the wife of another friend of mine, a beautiful spiritual wise woman on a heat to June and together they lead groups of visionary women and men to support them bringing their creative visions into the world for maximum planetary impact this is so one thing I love about what you and Anahita are doing Erin is that you really are 
about humanity. You are about the collective. It's about the big, big picture for you. And I think this is really where you and I, where I feel that I meet you out there. You know, it's what the new beyond mm -hmm. is. And so let's talk about what you're up to now in terms of this path that you're paving for men. I'm just going to toss the ball to you and how, wherever you want to enter the conversation. Thank you, Go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Such a joy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, as you said, I, I have been teaching and writing and speaking about the science of love, the intersection of science and spirituality. And really, that's all about the intersection of the masculine and the feminine energetic, right? is that science is this left brain, it's this linear masculine kind of approach towards uh, discovering the nature of reality where spirituality is more of the right brain, left hemisphere creative, it's more of the higher feminine energetic. So in truth, the divine masculine is just another extension of, of that fusion, of that integration, that intersection of masculine and feminine. Um, but, I would say one of the most magical times and experiences in my life has been the joy and honor of working with Anahita and serving, working with so many women over the last few years and getting this kind of, I just feel like I've gotten the key to Pandora's box as a man in like witnessing the women in their process and their healing in their shared pain and their shared uh experiences i mean you from a from a male perspective to be able to witness that um the level of abuse you know probably the largest pandemic epidemic on this planet has been the physical and emotional sexual abuse that women have uh, had to, you know, be subjected to. For millennia, uh, for millennia I know, forever. I don't believe, at least for myself personally, and I'm a pretty, like, you know, uh, curious man, right? I didn't know to the level of like because I'm saying out of I would say it's like 98% of the women that you know we work when it's thousands thousands of women 98% of those women have had sexual or physical abuse mm -hmm. um, and that's staggering to to know how that impacts their relationship on a mm -hmm. cellular level to the masculine because mm -hmm. oh, that yeah. sexual abuse that trauma has been instigated by the masculine in most 99% of the cases. And the so, women that you are, that you and Anahita see, this wound is generational, right? It did, just didn't happen to them. Right. It's been passed on through the generations. Generational in, in family, in culture, you know, certainly Anahita being a, a woman from born in Iran and and the oppression and and the abuse that's just prevalent in the society and the culture against women mm -hmm. this is all taken in on such a cellular level for the feminine 
So to, to just get this perspective and to have this insight, and it's so much more to, you know, how women um, heal with one another, you know, whereas men tend to go into their cave by themselves and, you know, just, but how women need one another in order to really create this healing and to witness how they support, celebrate, and they don't leave anyone behind, you know, from their own ability to see who they authentically are. All of this work that I've been able to have this kind of uh, insight into has been tremendous and has allowed me to really go deeper into when I'm working with a client who's man, who's a male, uh, or in relationship work to really support that individual to understand not only, you know, what it is to be more in their divine masculine, but how to really support, how to really be with a woman who's wanting to come into her sacred feminine and how to hold that and stand for that all as well for, for the, for the uh, man. Let's so, look, can I just intersect here a second, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, when you refer to the divine masculine, I'm thinking about the listeners of this podcast and they are predominantly female. Yeah. However, there are, there is a small percentage of listeners who are male. And yeah. I would, I, I'm guessing, I, I think that most of the men who would listen to the, and who do listen to this podcast are men who are actively engaged in some aspect of their own evolution, their own leadership, their own development, their own growth, their own transformational process. I don't know if they would necessarily language what they're doing or what they're experiencing in terms of the divine masculine. So I'm wondering if you could unpack that term and maybe relate it to those men who, who think, well, yeah, I'm interested. I'm curious. I'm looking at myself. I'm unpacking. And maybe they're just kind of at the beginning of that process. And the, the concept of divine has not yet entered the process for them. Yeah. How would you introduce a male to this concept who's curious and interested, but doesn't quite yet get it? Yeah, great question. <laughs> uh, well, the work that I'm doing with Anahita and supporting women to step into their power, embodying their power, all has to do with releasing the ideas of conditional beauty, of the ways in which society, family, and all of the ways we've been conditioned, right, and oppressed. So that work is not separate from the work of the man, of the masculine. Masculine, too, has been oppressed. It's been conditioned to believe certain ideals, Absolutely. certain ways of being that are termed to be make you a man, right? Yeah. Men tend to believe that we need to suppress emotions. We need to, to you know, condition ourselves to be strong. And therefore, we don't really have the capacity to be strong and hold emotions and be conscious of our emotional body, our emotional, uh, you know, self. So it's very compartmentalized, which is a condition that is really uh, a way in which to create a lot of suffering, depression, 
and really disconnecting you from your authentic power. So when I'm talking about the divine masculine, I'm talking about authentic power. I'm talking about an authentic way of being. And the masculine has been conditioned that, you know, we're meant to go out into the world and we're meant to become successful, which is always then the condition of how much money we're making uh, as a man providing. It is, you know, an innate uh, tendency or desire if we're in a heterosexual relationship and you're you're identifying as men and all of those things that, you know, there's this and you have a family, you want to be provider, you want to bring in, you want, you know, we get a lot of self-esteem. We feel like we're powerful by getting from the external world. Right. Yeah. And it's monetary and all of that. But those are conditional beliefs that are not really serving us because we can look out at the world right now and we can see in in the way in which the world has been conditioned that you know getting from the outside world is not going to create the internal way of being that we desire so when we're really talking about the divine masculine we're talking about making something else foundational within ourselves. we're talking about is it, is it replacing something or is it adding something it's allowing something you know so what I mean by be creating something different foundationally is that we've been leading as men based on that conditional way of thinking. We have believed that ideas of success. We've been believing those mental ideas and constructs of success is I'm a man. I get, you know have to condition myself to make a certain amount of money to feel successful, get the job that's got me feeling powerful or get the raise or the promotion and things like that. And the divine masculine path is one that makes the heart foundational, presence foundational, understanding your own deep masculine presence and how to access that is the evolution. It is the elevated masculine that is a way of being that will absolutely shift and transform your life. It will absolutely shift and transform all the quadrants of your life, your relationship, your way in which you are creating in your job or your business or whatever. It's an up level, it's a higher way of being, accessing this masculine presence, which is a feeling, it is a vibrational way of being. So, when I'm working with women and they, for example, I'm going to use the, the power of this masculine presence for all of the men that are listening, that are in relationship, but certainly also for the women who are listening, who want to bring their partner into more of this masculine work, is that when the woman feels their man embodying this deep masculine presence, they can exhale they can let go. They feel safe because they are literally feeling, feeling the presence of the other, of the man. Most of the time, right? For most of us, the way we're conditioned and wired is if <clears throat> our woman or our partner comes to us and she's upset, she has a problem. What do we do? We, we solve you solve the problem. <laughs> you gotta solve the problem. We gotta fix it. Nothing drives the woman, the feminine, crazier 
than her wanting to emotionally open up to the masculine and the mind and the male wants to take it from here to the mind. That is what is driving the feminine crazy. And it, it's, it's, it's frustrating the man because he's like, no matter what I do, it's not enough because he has, doesn't understand what is really being called from him in that moment, that deep masculine presence. She wants to let go. She wants to release. She wants to trust and surrender because when she can, she can allow the emotion to move through her because she knows the male is holding that line, if you will, that pole through that deep masculine presence. But the masculine presence and accessing it is a tool. It's a skill. It's a way of being that men are not taught or shown. Yeah, you said the word being, which I think is a key word here. Because what's been coming up for me as I've been listening to you is the distinction between uh, you know, the example that you've used is a woman coming to the man seeking to be held in his being and the the male in a traditional um, paradigm thinks that his job is the doing part. So it's a, it's a, it's a merging, it's a, it's a not understanding on the male part and probably an uh, an inability to really express or find the language for the female to express what she needs is not the doing. What she needs is the being. Is that? Yes, yes, accurate? exactly. We as men, and of course I'm generalizing, so, you know, it's not all situations, but in right. general, we as men, we take on the 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 communication from our partner we take it on as something we need to do in order yeah. to get her to feel better when in truth she may not know how to communicate it but in truth she wants you to just resonate in yeah. the empathic in, in the empathic way of being to feel what it is she's going through so she can let it go if we bring it into the mind to taking it or fixing it that's not going to let her let it move through her. It's not going to let her release. And so in the form of relationship and deep masculine presence, this is where a lot of the friction happens because the woman begins to get so frustrated. The woman doesn't trust her man because he's not trusting that he's enough. His presence is enough. Yeah. doesn't need to go into the mind in some complicated thing of I'm going to fix it. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, and you're going to be happy then. No, he's trusting himself in his power that he can just hold and listen from a feeling place inside of him. And that will create absolute transformation inside the relationship. And suddenly intimacy is born, true intimacy, and sexuality has gone to a whole other experience because there's a deepening of trust and relation happening. But as men, we just haven't been taught and or understand this. And it requires us being, you know, showing up at a different level inside of ourselves, because we yeah, can kind of yeah. listen and we can go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The way we usually do it in our minds is like, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. But we're thinking a couple other things. No, in the masculine presence, what she she can smell if you are not present. 
It's phenomenal. And I've witnessed this in doing relationship work. Women have a beautiful superpower and they can smell bullshit from their partner a mile away. Their superpower is that they have this high awareness, high level of sensitivity to if they're feeling connected to the other. And when they don't, they get frustrated and they don't feel safe and they start spinning out of control. And the man thinks, oh my God, there's so much emotion. I got to run away. So he leaves. He vacates. Yeah. Goes into the cave or goes to the bar or start drinking, whatever. To the garage. Right. <laughs> right. Now, if any men are watching this um, or to the men that are watching this and certainly for the women, uh, this isn't <clears throat> this isn't something else that the man has to do. This isn't doing something now for the woman to feel good. This deep masculine presence is all about for the man. Because like I said, when the man understands how to access deep masculine presence, everything changes in his life, including career, business, finances, including vitality, and certainly union with something higher, divine God spirit. So let me ask you, Aaron, how do how does a man who has not been oriented to this, to accessing what you're calling the deep masculine presence. How does a man who doesn't even know how to access that in himself so that he could be there emotionally to hold that space for his woman, how does he move from that place of disconnection into that deep masculine presence? What's What would be the first step? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to Occam's razor, right? The simplest explanation tends to be the correct one. So the simplest thing to do is be aware of your breath. Ah, That's going to be the first step. All right, let's go. We as men don't breathe, especially in the face of a feminine presence in her emotions. We, We go into our head and like, oh my God, this is, it's like a roller coaster for the man. Like, oh my God, oh, here we go again. Like, you know, and I'm talking, I don't know, I can only speak for myself. I have a, you know, fiery Persian wife who she doesn't hold, you know, when she's feeling something, it's not like, oh, you know, she's holding back, like she feels it. And so if I don't hold for that, it's a wild ride, right? It's a can be a scary ride for the masculine. It might be a wild ride even when you do hold for it. Yeah, totally, right. So the first step is really like, as you're being front, uh, confronted by the feminine is, am I breathing? Can I feel my feet? Because a lot of men, they'll leave their body. They'll leave them. They'll kind of vacate and only be half there. Yeah. Only deepening the, the you know, the turmoil for the feminine more. The, the, so, yeah, the gaping the breath, the valley between. <laughs> yes. Where the breath, feeling the feet. And as you're doing all of that, trying to hold eye contact so that she can feel, begin to see into you, yeah? Those those three things are very basic. That's where we start, but then it goes into much deeper levels of skills and practices and things that I teach in order to really hold it. Ways of being, ways to, to engage without, um, without fixing, without creating a solution or, you know, exacerbating whatever whatever the situation is 
um, for the man. Um, yeah, so it's understanding there's a way of being, there's a way of accessing our heart-centered presence that will immediately, it can immediately uh, dismantle, it can immediately settle an energy, you know, and it's so healing for the feminine because like we were saying, right? The epidemic has been this, the amount of sexual abuse, the amount of trauma that the feminine has encountered in their lives that's been passed down, it's cultural. So this distrust is innate inside all women of the masculine. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. So when they feel a man coming into their breath, grounded, eye contact, and they begin to feel them, you are creating massive healing for both of you. For both women and men. Yeah. Because we've been conditioned to this toxic masculinity, this power over the feminine. For, from uh, are there, yeah, yeah. I, I Are there any, I, I, I love this. Is there a language prompt? I'm thinking of like, something that I use in transformational work, which is so simple. And we talk about Occam's razor. Um, just simply saying, I see you. Yeah. I hear you. Just those two things. But they must be felt. Yes. Words, not, not, word. not the words. So if you're not breathing, if you're not feeling your feet, if you can't really make the eye contact, those words, she'll smell it. And oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like you're being dismissive. But if you really are breathing and going, I hear you. Yeah. It's coming from, you know, I I, I can feel how upset you are. Because I think this is the anxiety that yeah. a woman feels and the frustration is yeah. that she's in this emotional state and she's not being heard or she doesn't feel heard. Right. And I want to presence that from the masculine way of being out in the world that we have been living in for thousands of years is a dominating masculine, toxic masculine. Emotions are not valued. Yeah. So yeah. the concept of a woman coming to us with an emotion is like, we got to nip this in the bud. We got to get rid of this. This has no place or value in my life or in my relating to her. And that's what's got to shift is that the emotional body, emotional intelligence, body intelligence is the higher elevated way of being that's going to allow us to create a whole new world that we are really wanting to create. Intellectual intelligence has its place. It can no longer be foundational. And that's what drives the feminine crazy is when you bring to an emotional intelligence or the body intelligence intellect the intellect there's such a disconnect speaking of disconnect how does the elevated masculine the divine masculine presence how does he function in a world such as ours where that is not recognized not valued not affirmed uh, you know uh, there is a disconnect there how does that well, I mean, you're an example, but you know, you you're an entrepreneur, so you have created your own path. What about the man who, you know, hears you and he hears all this 
And he's relating to everything that you're saying. And he's experiencing this level of disconnect in his own life, in his own marriage or his own partnership. And he's, you know, he wants to learn. He wants to get on this path. And let's say he's a lawyer or let's say he's an accountant or let's say he's working in a corporate setting or he's a tech guy or, you know, he's in the corporate structure that absolutely doesn't recognize this at all. How does a male live in both worlds? I mean, can you live in both worlds? Can you be the divine masculine and function? Judith, not only can you, I'm saying, and I'm really unequivocally saying this, is that you have no choice but to live in both worlds. Oh, good. Let's unpack that because, because I the, think that's a huge Yeah, challenge. because because the the uh yeah the price that they're paying by not living in both worlds is prevalent all in our society we can see it and the results happening right we don't need to kid ourselves we don't need to consider we're, we're the richest country in the world we're, we're one of the most unhealthy countries in the world hey, wait, let's just let's just be explicit we're talking about the u.s the U.S. Yeah, I know everybody we're worldwide. Listening we're worldwide. So, yeah, the U.S. is one of the richest countries. We're one of the sickest countries. We have the highest obesity rates, alcohol, fentanyl abuse, uh, addiction. Uh, you know, suicide, all of suicide, suicide, suicide. I mean, like we can no longer pretend anything is working. Yeah, no political system. There's no religious systems, financial systems. None of them are working. So the man who's watching or listening to this or the woman who wants to bring this to the man need to understand that you have no choice but to evolve and shift into holding both because, you know, the, the, the choice otherwise is to continue along this kind of going down this drain That's of the cool. whole yeah. toxic masculinity that is killing us. Well, literally. it's a dying paradigm as well. So don't you think and you're either going to you're either going to evolve, which is the nature of all things in the universe, yeah. or you're going to try to stay stuck in an old paradigm or in an old way of doing your life. That's going to be really painful. It's going to create illness for you and it's not going to serve anyone, especially you in your life. So when you're saying, what about the lawyers? What about the yeah, there's a lot of men who have to access that left hemisphere, the right side of the brain, where they have to access their linear, their intellect. And that's beautiful. But they need a foundational practice still that's going to allow them to access and begin as foundational their day, their way of being, their connection to themselves. That is that of the feminine energetic, which is the heart. So, so heart here's is an example of what would be a practice for a man who is on a conscious path of transitioning, he's mm -hmm. working this. What would be a practice, like a way to start the day that would be, you know, foundational, what you're talking yeah. about? Well, as we did in my la in our last uh, conversation, you know, I teach wave activation, which is activating the heart-centered presence. So these wave activations, they create a foundational way of being they create the vibrational frequency of the heart and making that foundational, it begins to exude out in everything that you're doing. So if you're a trial lawyer 
and you've been practicing these wave activations, you've been accessing your heart-centered presence, don't you think you're going to be more magnetic and more powerful, more present when you're presenting, you know, your, your, you know, testimony or your, your case, your argument. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that what happens when a jury can feel the presence of the lawyer? What happens when the patient can feel this heart center presence from the healer, the doctor, what happens when <clears throat> whatever it is that we're doing, right? Um, whenever we make and set forth our day from that place, we're transforming our vibrational frequency. And when we do raise our frequency, it impacts everything we come into contact with. So for we listeners, I just want to say, I'm sorry, excuse me for interrupting you, Aaron. For listeners, Aaron did a wave activation mm -hmm. on a previous episode of this podcast. So I would uh, I would suggest that you have, if you haven't listened, or even if you have, go back and listen to that episode because there's a beautiful wave activation practice that Aaron takes us through in that episode. So you can actually have an experience of what he's talking about. Right. And that that's, that's creating a vibrational frequency that is in source from the heart. And that is where we doesn't matter what we're doing. That's where we move from. That's where we act from. That's where we speak from. And it's a practice. And that's just one small skill set. You know, you're asking for small steps. So these are small steps, you know, I want to share because the power of this, I was facilitating a group um, a few months ago and there were a few men, but the majority were women and a lot, and a lot of the women I had worked with previously, but there was one gentleman, big guy, big guy. Uh, and, and he was kind of like dancing away from me a lot of the night, you know, and I was waiting and I knew we would have our time to connect, you know, and sure enough, by the, towards the end of the evening, he was ready and he was ready to kind of come into this presence, you know, and, and, and allow me to serve him and allow me to kind of work with him. And the second we sat down, Judith, I didn't tell anybody we were doing this and it wasn't planned or anything. the second we sat down, all of these women from the other room, they didn't see it. They this came and they literally sat down, I'm getting chills, sat down in front of us because they wanted to witness the masculine. They wanted to witness men connecting from their hearts. And it was so healing for them. It was so like yeah. life affirming for them. Yes. Because so rarely are they able to witness two men coming and wanting to connect or work through, remove, and allow support and allow another man. And it was so amazing the way they sensed it that there was going to be a healing and they wanted to witness it. They just stood, they just sat down and they just wanted to, to be in that. And I think, you know, by witnessing it happening over there with a male, something got to shift in them as well. 
some part of their own wounding around this toxic masculine in their own histories got to a, a piece of that got to heal. So I'm thinking, you know, there are women listening to this podcast who would love to have their men do this kind of work. There are men listening to this podcast, hopefully who are curious, who'd like to know more about how to do this kind of work. And I know that you are launching are you not about to launch a whole new program around yeah. this called yeah. Gentleman? Yes. Which is such a perfect name for this because Aaron, you know, I've known you for about four years now. And I have to say that from the very beginning, the very, I didn't even, you know, you were in a training. I was the trainer. You were one among many. There were many, many people in the room but your energy spoke so loudly, your gentleness, that fusion of masculine and feminine spoke so loudly to me. I was, I, it brings to mind, I think it's Abraham Maslow. I'm not sure who actually said this, but he said, who you are, speak so loudly, I can't hear a word you're saying. And that has always been my experience with you, Aaron. And one of the reasons why I've been so drawn to you and am so excited to have you here on the podcast is just to be in this gentle, masculine, harmonious, balanced, energetic presence that you are. And so you're offering a program called Gentle Man. Tell us about it. Yeah. Thank you once again. Thank you. From you, that's just nectar for my soul. Uh, yeah, because it's true. Uh, it is funny when we recognize each other and and, yep. and I saw you and you see me and it's so beautiful. And <clears throat> I want to say that the name is gentle man, but man is all in bold, bold caps. Yeah. Because I want to make sure that everyone, especially the men, this isn't about becoming going to the other extreme and becoming all in your feminine where it's all about feelings and the sense of like warm and fuzzy. I'm talking Which is probably what a lot of men, a lot of men tend to think, right? Because that's what the mind does. The mind yeah. will always just take us yeah. from one extreme to the other. No gentle man is presence. Deep masculine presence is the ability to hold both simultaneously. That's where presence is born. And that's where presence is felt and experienced. So gentle man, I have been working with women, women years begging me, I kid you not, please, will you offer something for the men? Will you work with the men? And, and while I work with men individually and, and lead them, I've never really taken it on. I've done men group in, in some of the plant work I do and all of that, but haven't done a program around it. So Gentleman is a 90-day immersion experience for the man to really begin embodying this deep masculine presence, which is like what I say is going to absolutely transform every quadrant of his life. Most importantly, it's going to increase and change, transform his relationship to himself. Um, <clears throat> and Anahita also asked me to do this, and I told her, I said, it's going to take the women it's going to take the women to bring the men because mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The men's work out there tends to be, and I'm generalizing, but it tends to be that more masculine driven, you know, how to 10X your, your income, 10X your business, how to get the jet, how to do hit all the of hill. that, <laughs> how to hit the hill, how to, you know, or it's some work boot camp or get cut or whatever, or even some of the, the, the men's group that I see that are around healing or whatever is like, we're going to, you know, we're going to heal it. And that's not me, you know, that's, uh, there's the power of some of that in, in the program, but it's not my approach to the work. So I, I just knew that I'm not going to market anything like that. So it's going to take the women. And I'm like, this is the evolution of all the work and all of the women that we've been supporting. It's their evolution of the sacred feminine. What I mean by that is we've helped and supported so many women are stepping in into their, their feminine power they're embodying their sexuality, their sensuality. They're not making apologies for not fitting and conforming into the old conditions of masculinity. And that the next, excuse me, my throat's a little raspy, but the next evolution for them in this work is standing then for the masculine. Exactly. And voicing how important it is for the men to do their work, especially if they're in relationship and partnership. <clears throat> you probably don't know this, Aaron, but my doctoral dissertation <clears throat> was on the future of feminism. Mm. And based on my research, the conclusion that I came to was that the future of feminism is bringing along the men. So it's exactly what you're talking about. It's exactly what you're offering out there to the world. This is the evolution of the divine feminine, just as you have said, it's yeah. not, it's not just that it's about the divine feminine rising up and now becoming dominant. That's not it. <clears throat> it's about sharing. <clears throat> it's about collaboration. We're not looking to do a polar reverse. Yes. yes. <clears throat> That's just going to continue the separation and the mental yes. isolation. Yes. What we're talking about is then bringing that power into the feminine action, which, like I said, remember, when women heal, they do it so beautifully in collective. And that the feminine leaves no one behind. The feminine is always looking to raise everyone up. We are inclusive by nature. By nature. We are wired. We're We're not talking only you know, based on our sex, we're talking that the feminine energetic is one of community. It's one of collective understanding. We're all connected. We're all unified. So I've been posting and we've been doing these email and I'm getting, thank you, Aaron, for doing this. Thank you for putting it out there. I'm definitely going to send this link to my man. And I'm saying it's going to take more than sending the link to the man. What will it take then to get the women (laughs) To bring them in. What most do, what, of the women, and it's funny, I'm having such an issue with my voice, but for, for most of the women, it's here. It's the voice. It's them <clears throat> really, truly, authentically vocalizing their need and desire, not from a place that the man's not enough. And he not needs from to a be place fixed. that it, you need to do this in order for me to feel a certain way. Not from a place of shaming or guilting the man, yes, but from a heart-centered desire that I see you 
And I see what is available for you to even go to this whole other level of yourself. And I want to witness and go there with you. And I want us to, because love can only exist in equality. I desire for us to embark on this adventure of evolution, of elevating ourselves yes. with you, because I see you, I love you. What, what, so what's the format of Gentleman? It's a 90-day group. Okay, yeah. say more about it. Is it virtual? Is it in person? Yeah, there's going to be virtual classes. Um, there's six virtual sessions. There'll be homework in between. And there's a two-day in-person retreat with me in California. Oh, oh, yeah. man. Come yeah. on, man. Uh, this is such a golden opportunity. Come on, women. This is such a golden opportunity for your beloveds. Yeah. Be our beloved brothers. Mm -hmm. I want to see my beloved brothers mm. take this on. So when does it begin? It'll begin next month. Um, I'm moving. We were originally starting on the 11th. I'm going to shift it to the 25th because we still have a lot of people asking questions and it's okay. just the holidays and all of that. 25th so of January. 25th of January. If I can, I'll, sh I'll share the link, you know, yeah. with, with them. And if they're men and they're not, you know, familiar with a lot of what we've been talking about and they want to hop and book a call with me, they'll be able to do that. We'll hop on a call. I'll support them to see what they're wanting, what they want to create in the world, what, and most importantly, how they want to show up in the world, how they want to be in the world. Because we've scratched the surface, but <clears throat> the last thing I think we have time for, what I want to share is, this is a values readjustment, is that the men have to want and value joy, a deep peace, a deep union with their higher self, God, spirit, that has to become the higher value now. Mm. Over, over getting, over doing, over making money. Those things are beautiful and necessary. I'm not saying they're in exclusion of it, but they have to have a higher value for the joy, peace, and union with their divine self, where that's going to shift and transform the doing and the money and all of that to another level. And that is really Aaron and listeners. That is really the model of masculinity that we want to take into the new beyond because the new beyond is a place in consciousness. And it is this consciousness that you're sharing with us, Aaron, that is the new consciousness the new model for male consciousness. So uh, I just really want to thank you so much. I'm going to leave links in the show notes where people can reach out to you, can make a, you know, can connect with you via, you know, the links that you provide. So January 25th, yeah. it's on, it's game on people. I want to thank you, Aaron, so much for spending time with us here in the new beyond. I adore you. It's my you. favorite place to be, Judith. <laughs> oh, gosh. And you're absolutely one of my favorite guests. And, you know, just I, I really uh, I'm so excited about what you're up to, because I know that Anahita, your wife, is doing beautiful work with women. 
I'm doing work with women. Everything that we're about is so aligned. I just know that it's important, that it's an important offering that the world is ready for. So let's begin. Yeah. Thank you. Let's so begin. Much. Yeah. Thank you all for spending time with us here in the new beyond. Until oh, next time, many blessings. Our theme music was written and performed by Ken Ashby and produced by Gopal Metro. My thanks to both of them. And my thanks to you, dear listeners, for being here with us in the new beyond. And if you're willing, I have a little extra credit homework assignment for you. Please mosey on over to Apple or Spotify and show us some love. I'd be so appreciative if you did. Like some stars or some nice words. Till then, see you next time. Tomorrow is not up to someone else. The hope you have is hope that you can trust. The truth is that the future is up to each of us. Each of us can build. Each of us can teach and reach inside. We can guide. Each other.